Welcome, welcome, welcome. Return of the solo show here. Just me, the professor here for a special late Friday night, early Saturday morning episode of Picks with the Professor. Got six more college football games that either based off of the numbers have moved or just looking at them throughout the week really think should be part of your card that are not part of the A-grade plays. So again, if you're with us on Dub Club, you'll get to see all six this week only. Sign up link in the show description so you can pay for two months but get all three remaining months of the football season uh, included for that. So this week only take advantage of that offer if you're looking to get all the great football picks that we got going here. And that'll also get you started off in the college basketball season, which I'm really excited for uh, based off how we finished last season. Uh, if you're not, we'll cut out after three. But again, sign up link in the show description to get all of them. Uh, it'll be interesting here. First solo show in a while. And, uh, you know, I usually, while the other guys are talking, I take that time to sometimes get the right tabs up so you have the right things to look at. So you might have to bear with me. We'll see how this goes. Uh, doing it, but we'll get started here. Noon Eastern, Mississippi State and Arkansas. This game, I think, is going to be really fascinating. Neither one of these teams um, has performed to the level that their fan bases were hoping for. Um, I know it's been disappointing for slightly different reasons, of course. Mississippi State, the turmoil they got thrown into with the unfortunate passing of Mike Leach. Arkansas, I know, Fans looking to fire the head coach at this point. So, I mean, a lot of concerns here, but both these teams aren't bad. And you can see they're on screen. They both grade out relatively well. The only average unit on the field is Mississippi State's defense. Their offense is above average. Arkansas is above average on both sides of the ball. Neither one of them plays overly fast, but if you check out those metrics there, comparing offense to defense, Mississippi State should have an edge on offense against this Arkansas defense. Uh, and Arkansas, of course, will have an edge when they have the ball. They've got a, the, a good offense against a mediocre Mississippi State defense. So the offenses will have the edge kind of counters a slightly slow pace. The model thinks that we should have an average number of points. The average number of points in a college game this year. I'm curious to see where it lands eventually, especially with colder weather coming on and, and windier fall weather, right? But we're eyeing between 52 and 55. Uh, historically, it's been 55. I might drop a little bit, but that's where we're, we're putting this one. So we're going to go over 47 and a half. This number was 48 and a half, 49 earlier in the week. And we were like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe. But, it, you know, dropping under 48 matters here. It's your key number in the upper 40s. So getting on the right side of that matters. We saw it here Friday night in the SMU Temple game, being on the right side of 55 mattered. Uh, of course, most common outcome in college football historically. So the same sort of thing here, knowing that 48 is a very key number. Being on the right side of that really matters. So we waited on this when it came down, and now it makes for a pretty good overplay. Mississippi State's just been kind of run-of-the-mill, I feel like, with how they've played with regards to number of points. They got to 48 with Arizona, and I think that's probably the most close analog to this uh, that you could have. Obviously, Arkansas's a better team, but kind of profile pretty similar. That would get us to the window here. They obviously got into um, – into more points with varying teams based off of, you know, LSU obviously is a high-scoring team. Uh, Bama put up 40 on them. Kind of shows you the, the, the Mississippi State's defense being average across all college football teams, not average in the SEC, right? It's 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 going to give up some points in the SEC. They got well above Western Michigan. Western Michigan has 
absolutely zero defense. So I'm not really sure that means a whole lot. I think Mississippi State's getting to higher numbers based off their opponents. Um, but what I think is interesting is Arkansas. I think the, the number is low because people think Arkansas is going to keep this low scoring. But if you really dive into it, there's nothing about Arkansas's body of work that suggests that they really want to play a low scoring game. Sure, they played a lower scoring game against Kent State, but against BYU, that total got to 69. They played a little bit of a lower scoring game against Alabama. That's Alabama on the road. It's just a different animal. A Bama team that's defense is really having to shine because their offense isn't what it's been for most of the last decade. Ole Miss, they only had 47, but Ole Miss has a really underrated defense, a much better defense than Mississippi State has. So, uh, you know, they got to 56 against Texas a and they're, they're kind of all over the map. And so all of that to say, there's really nothing that says this shouldn't be right around average. And that's what the model says, 54.2. So we're going to go over 47 and a half. We like that. We think we'll have an average type game. And so we've got a big discrepancy, but we also like that that big discrepancy puts us on the right side of the key number. So over 47 and a half, the pick in this one. 3.30 p.m. Eastern, Wisconsin and Illinois. Obviously, Tanner Mordecai out for Wisconsin. They really struggled last week at the backup against Iowa. Number one, every offense is going to struggle against Iowa, except for your top, top teams. And Wisconsin's a good team. They're not top five. I mean, you have to be a top, like a top five offense really to handle Iowa's defense. They're so good. Um, the other thing is the backup coming in cold like that, not having any practice time with the number ones that matters. It reminds me of the situation we had last week with TCU. And I said, Hey, I believe in Josh Hoover, what the numbers that he's put up so far, he grades out relatively well. And the fact that he got thrown into that game with the injury to Chandler Morris, I was like, I don't think we should take too much negative from that. Having the whole week to practice is going to matter. And I think the same thing here, obviously not that it's an upgrade. Obviously it's a, it's a downgrade from Tanner Morgan. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just not sure it's going to matter quite as much as we saw because you had the interaction effect of not having practice with the number ones all week and playing Iowa. That's a really bad one-two punch. Playing an Illinois team this week who last year and, and the year before, I can't remember exactly, had a great defense, lost a defensive coordinator, and now rates out pretty average and for Big Ten standards below average on defense. So I think the narrative on this game is just completely out of whack because this Illinois team just isn't the defense that it used to be. So you have just a lot of factors in here, and that's part of why we like the over – 40 and a half, as I was just preaching, key number here is 41. So we got on the right side of that. This was 41, 42 earlier in the week. Kind of thought, yeah, it probably makes sense, but we weren't really just in love with it. But now the extra probability that we get going from losing at a key number like this to winning at a key number just puts us over the edge and is saying that this is a solid pick uh, for us. And when you look at it, I, I, I get the, the narrative around Wisconsin for years, but as we, you know, we all know, new coach, I think it's a little bit of a different situation. They put up 38 against Purdue. They put up 24 against Rutgers. I'm not saying that they're going to put up, you know, 35 in this game necessarily with the backup quarterback. But when you look at Illinois' body of work, it wouldn't be impossible for them to have a decent number of points. Illinois is you know, gave up 44 to Purdue. Uh, they gave up 30 to, to obviously a good Penn State offense, but they they aren't keeping teams in that low drag them out games. They played Nebraska in the game. I think this is more about Nebraska than Illinois. And so I just I think this is probably going to be slightly lower than average because I'm just not sure uh, you know, Illinois has the horses offensively to score enough points 
to put this in an average football game. That's why the model says 50.7. And you can see on screen, Illinois is going to struggle when they have the ball going up against a really good Wisconsin defense. But when you look at, um, and those numbers are flipped on the screen on pace of play, Illinois pace ranks 33rd. They're actually running it, running and having plays run on them a decent amount, uh, much more than I would have thought, again, based off what I saw from them last year. Both of these teams, they're not like running out all 40 seconds of the play clock. Now, will Wisconsin change up their style a little bit with the backup quarterback? You never quite know, but that's why we like these really large discrepancies like this, because even if they slow it down a little bit, the model would then project 44, 45, something like that, which still gives us Winners at the key numbers 44 and 45, both very key, and winners at the key number at, at the key number 41. So, the the there could be a little bit of the pace is going to change a little bit now with Mordecai out, absolutely. But either way, we're still at a good spot here, knowing that we get the winner at 41, 44, and 45. So, even if the model's not able to predict exactly what will happen with the pace of play with Mordecai out. I still think we're in good shape. And of course, of note, again, this is a player-based model that I've built. So Mordecai has pulled out. The offensive numbers do not have anything to do with him. The projection going forth, I still think they're the 45th best offense in the country uh, on an efficiency basis without Mordecai. So he obviously hurts losing him. They're that much better without him. Wisconsin is a really good team when he's in there without hurts, but they're still a good offense. Uh, and I still think they're going to have the edge when they have the ball, there should be enough plays. If Wisconsin gets out to that lead, like I'm kind of expecting, Illinois having to play catch up, they're not going to really slow it down. They're going to be able to grind it out like they might want to. Because that defense just hasn't really allowed them to do it this year because it's been a much more disappointing defense than last year when their defense was top 10, maybe even top five, kind of depending on how you looked at it. It's just been a far cry from that this year. So I think the narrative around this with Mordecai, Wisconsin, Illinois, both, I think it's just completely skewed. I think this total is way off. Again, reasonably 44-45 is probably where this total should be. Model thinks even more. We'll see what pace Wisconsin comes out with, but even if they aren't as fast as they've been, we still should get into the 40s on this one. So over the key number of 40.5 for you there. Northwestern and Nebraska sticking in the Big Ten for our last free game before we get to uh, the special extended cut study hall segment of the show after the music. Cousin Jerry and I talked about this game on the uh, extended cut the other night. The other two are specifically totals that have moved since then. This one we kind of talked about. So if you watched that show and it was a long extra show, I totally understand if you didn't, if you didn't have time for that. But if you saw the extended cut, we kind of talked about this, that Nebraska is the better team and they're at home. Um, but getting 10 and a half is just a lot. It's B grade value here. Model says that Nebraska wins by an average of eight, but you have to remember that, that when you start winning by more than like three, you're dealing with a fairly right-skewed distribution. We know that right-skewed distributions have means that are greater than medians. And you say, why do I care? Well, as Cousin Jared always points out, remember, this is a math show. Bet sports betting is so much about the math. The model thinks that the average margin of victory is Nebraska by it. Well, if the average is eight, we know the median is less, the median is less. You say, why do I care about the median? Because the median is what cuts the top half of the distribution from the bottom half. And that's what we care about because we say, where should the 50-50 point be? That's what the spread should actually be. So if the average number of points in Nebraska wins by is eight, then the median is probably more like seven, which means seven being obviously a very key number. If it lands right on that with Northwestern plus 10 and a half, we win. At 10, obviously a very key number. 
we win as well. So not a grade value, not getting enough points for that. A grade would probably be talking about 14 and a half, which you're never going to see. But enough value to warrant playing, especially knowing what type of game Nebraska wants. We just talked about them playing Illinois, dragging them into that low-scoring, boring-type football game. And that was a 13-point game, so it's not to say that this can't be a 13-point game as well, and that would obviously be the one way that you're going to lower scoring that we don't win. But on average, I like our chances here that while it could be a low-scoring and 13-point game, it's much more likely to be a low-scoring and 10, 7, 6, or 3, or 4-point game as well. So, uh, you know, and, and on top of that, Nebraska might sneak around and win this game. You have one common opponent. That was Minnesota. Yeah, it was at the beginning of the season. So I'm not – I'm not. It, the one thing doesn't mean much. I'm not – I don't want to sound like it is. But if we just look at that one, right, they both played Minnesota pretty even. Nebraska was on the wrong side of it. Northwestern was on the right side of it. When you look at it, these things aren't that far apart. And your model does have them, as you can see on screen, 17 spots apart. So Nebraska is the better team. I'm not trying to say they aren't. They're at home. But like this wouldn't be the craziest upset of the day if Northwestern wins, especially considering Nebraska doesn't really play a style of football that lets them you know, go out and beat up on another team. When, when Northwestern is playing a team that's much better than plays faster, that's the time that they should be kind of embarrassed. They got embarrassed the first game of the season against Rutgers, a little bit less because of Rutgers – style of playing everything and just I think Rutgers got a bunch of fourth down conversions to kind of ran but you could see what happens when the ball starts rolling the wrong way for Northwestern but Nebraska is not gonna have to they're gonna have to kind of luck into that as you can see on screen they're good defense terrible offense they're not really set up for that so I'd like this to be a close game 10 and a half is just too much to pass up not an a grade again we always talk about the a grades are the ones that the edges are just so big even knowing all models are wrong, my model's wrong. I absolutely know that. But it, 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 even if it's wrong by a, by a decent bit, we've still got a good play. The B grades and C grades, when we look at it, we say, you know what? I don't really think the model's that wrong on this one. It, it's pretty close, probably. Like, I think that there's good value here. I really think there's a good chance this game lands on 7 or 10, again, relative to how likely an individual score is. Uh, but this sets up to be a low-scoring game. It's going to have just too much to pass up. Not the biggest just blind edge value like the A grades are, but definitely worth playing in my book. So I'm adding this to my official card as well. And that'll be the recap there, as you can see on screen, for the three free picks. Again, join us on the other side of the music on Dub Club, that sign-up link in the show description to get two months, you get three months for the price of two this week only to get you through football season and start off and see just how awesome college basketball season goes around these parts. And hopefully I'll see you on the other side of the music.